Happy Christmas, Stephen. Welcome to the Health Binge podcast. We are having a All-Ireland football final special. Yay! Simply having a wonderful football special. Is there a, yeah. is there a specific reason why you're... They're hardly doing the football special now, no? Or the football final? Fo- football final was on Sunday. Fuck off. I'm so out of touch with sport. Dublin beat Mayo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember hearing about it now. Did they beat him by a lot? Uh, five points. It wasn't. They just were better in the end, you know. They're a very good team. Like, is there anything to be said for keeping the finals so close to Christmas? That's kind of a fun thing, right? Uh, the thing is, I mean, if you frost in the ground and you have, or you have snow, or you have just that cold, it'll so take from the quality of the the sport. We're lucky; it's been relatively mild. But it would be kind of insane to do that. Fair enough. So it wouldn't help. I think it's nice for people so close to it, Christmas to have those extra kind it, of... It, it actually was brilliant this year, given the circumstances of everything, because, I mean, during the summer, we had the summer at least, you know, we had nice weather and such. Mm-hmm. But, like, I, I feel it helped past winter brilliantly because we needed something. So get into the football special then. How, how are we going to celebrate the season? So... You didn't think this through. Well, I, I didn't really think this. Well, <laughs> I actually just did it because I knew you wouldn't know nothing about foot, the football. So I was just kind of going, Meh. this is the thing. Is um, Do you have any fun historical football facts for us? That's hard to say. There's a lot of Fs in there. Fun historical football facts. They're round. I've heard that. Kerry didn't compete in the 1935 Why? football championships. Because some of their players were interned. No way. <laughs> fun football fact. That is a fun football fact. And they were obviously interred, interred for uh, rebellious activity. Republican, acti- Republican activities are, well, I mean, thing is, you can't say that because they were interned. They weren't tried for anything, so. Mm. Okay, give us another, give us one more. One more football fact. Oh, I could have this one a bit arseways, but I think it's... The 1947 All-Ireland was played in the polo grounds in New York. No way. I think it was Kevin and... Actually, because I'm going to cause... Because I'm pulling this out of my hole. I want to just actually see how close I am. Yep. 1947 All-Ireland. Yeah. Bang on. I was bang on. 1947, All-Ireland between Kevin and Kerry was played in the polo grounds. Well done, that's a great fact. I was just impressed that because it's, you know, it's not something I've been thinking about. Mm. I managed to get the year and everything correct. Yeah, well done, Stephen. Doctor History. Yeah. And of course you have the uh, obvious Christmas football fact of uh, Christmas Day 1917, where the, the Brits and the Germans threw down their weapons and had an old game of football. They were all Gaelic players, uh, as we know. Yeah. Did you ever remember, actually, I'm just going on a different tangent. Do you remember that in Blackadder? Which? The football match played on Christmas Day. I don't, actually. <laughs> it was like it, they were just after coming in from the football match. 
And it's like, I don't know what they were thinking. That was clearly a foul. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, um, the, I mean, the four series of all, I know we're getting wildly off, off, off track for our football, football special now, but that last series was the best of them all, uh, hands down. And that very last episode is probably one of the finest episodes of television, hands down. It's brilliant. And that line at the end from Baldrick, where they're about to go over the front and he says, oh, he hears the whistle and it's over. And I think the line is, I've actually got all of the scripts of Blackadder here beside me, but I won't won't look it up right now. Uh, he says, oh, the Great War, 1914 to 1917, it's over. And it's just such a heartbreaking line for, you know, with with hindsight. Yeah, no, it was, it was excellent. I think the difference between the last series and the previous series, I mean, I don't think in terms of comedy, it was necessarily better, but it definitely tugged on your heartstrings a bit more. Yeah, which I guess maybe is possibly because it was just much closer. I mean, the the first Blackadder, which by, by all, you know, by all accounts is pretty not great compared to the rest of them because... Ben Elton was doing that one on his own. He or he wrote that with Rowan Atkinson. It wasn't Ben Elton was doing it on his own. It was Richard, Richard Curtis. Curtis. Did it on his own. Sorry, you're right. It wasn't until the second series when they brought in Ben Elton that it actually got got a heart, uh, which is ironic because you usually Richard Curtis is the writer you you associate with having a lot of heart in in things, but it wasn't great. Second and third series, then yeah, they were grand, but I, I think it would have been largely forgotten about as a show if it wasn't for the last series. Oh, I don't know. I, I, I like. I loved the episodes with the the Prince Regent. Yes, I and there's the something line. weirdly attractive about Elizabeth in the second season, third season. Queenie, God, you're such an oddball. Yeah, um, uh, Miranda Richardson. I think she's yeah, very attractive lady. But I, I loved the line in the third series, the one with the Prince Regent, where, where he was talking about. The Duke of Wellington's daughters. And it's like, I spent the night with a pair of wellies and I loved it. <laughs> That's delightful. That, yeah. It's just, it, it, as writing goes, it's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. So we've got some new regulations and rules. I guess we got to go through some depressing Christmas stuff before we push on truth as a happy football positivity. What do you, what do you make of the new, the new regulations? Coming in, coming in the happy. day after this, this is going to go out. What do I make of the new regulations? I, I nothing surprised me. I got my hair cut today. Oh, good. Have you not been cutting your own hair? Everyone I know no. is cutting their own hair over lockdown. But then no. again, I don't know many people. I haven't been cutting my own hair. I think I'd end up butchering it, so I just kind of went, nah. Fair enough. So the the regulations we've got, at uh, the regulations we've got. So hospitality, which is pubs, gastro pubs. Restaurants and all this are closing from 3 p.m. on the 24th. Jesus, 3 p.m. I've been back in Kilkenny a couple of days and already the H's have gone from all my words. Inter-county travel banned from midnight on the 26th, uh, unless you're traveling back to your home place. So if you've already gone, you can return home. You won't be stopped for that. Non-essential retail will stay open except for personal services like gyms, sports uh, facilities, barbers, etc. Home visit restrictions up until the 26th, you can have people from two other households, which is going to kind of keep people in in their Christmas plans as long as you've got a fairly tight family who 
are only split between three houses. Otherwise, if people are coming from lots of different places, your plans are fuckered. Uh, and then for the reductions from the 27th, you're allowed no visitors at all, except for what would have been called your social bubble beforehand. Like if you live on your are, own, you can go see people. Are shops staying open, are they? Yes, Stephen, they are. Non-essential retail is allowed open with restrictions, which is bollocks, uh, considering everything else that has to close. And there's also been no word of schools closing either which is not great all travel from britain is restricted until december 31st except from the north not great and and the fact that they're keeping shops open like i guess it's this okay we need to inject stuff into our economy but it's just they're just picking it out of their holes now yeah i mean of all the times of the year, I mean, obviously the shops need a break as well because they can't, they can't keep opening and close. And I mean, even even just people working in shops probably need a bit of a break as well to just get back and get a bit more than their whatever three hundred or three fifty or whatever the payment is. Yeah. You know. So I I mean it's good, but also. Yeah, I mean, it just they're picking it out of their hole at this point. Well, I think is because we were just kind of chatting before we, we started recording and we said you had kind of seen this comment, but it's it's blindsided me a little bit because like we spoke about in previous episodes and, and like Irish Prime Minister uh, Michal Martin, Michael Martin said, uh, you know, this is going to be we're we're going to have a rough November so we can have a good Christmas and then fucking two days before Christmas he comes out with this bullshit that is just like going to break people's hearts do you know what I mean like we had six hard weeks uh, after six hard months so we could get six good days of Christmas but now like you can't break that news so close to Christmas and not just bum people the fuck out yeah I mean like personally I'm happy that that shops are staying open. Yeah. Just because, like, I mean, since this lock, since they opened for this lockdown, I barely have had a chance to actually go around to shops. And I did at the weekend. It was just nice to be able to pop in and look at stuff. Do some consumerism. Just, look, you know, go to, go to a bookshop. I bought a pellet knife to do some painting. And... <laughs> Yeah, it's just nice. What? I brought a pellet knife to do some painting. And you bought a paintbrush to do some cooking. What are you doing with a pellet knife for painting? That's what a pellet knife is. Go on. A pellet knife is a type of knife that you use to gather paint off a pellet and put it onto a, a canvas. No way. Yeah. People who paint solely without a brush and just a pellet knife Stephen I could have sworn they were just made for opening pallets like packaging things for deliveries oh I didn't even clock that that's what you were thinking yeah um, no this is a pallet a pellet knife is is a knife that's used for painting I have gone 30 years thinking a pellet knife was for Unpacking large deliveries. 
No, I think you're thinking of a Stanley. I am thinking of a Stanley knife. Is a palette knife not something you push out like a Stanley knife? No. A palette knife is... It looks almost... Some of them look like kind of nearly a, a tiny trowel. I need to look up palette knife now. That's one for the today I learned, Reddit. Oh, I see it now. Right. So you're going to do some painting? Wanted to try oil painting for a change. Yeah. That'll be fun. Send me a picture of, of what you do. It um watercolour painting last week, but I am quite out of practice, so I'm not... It's not awful, but it's also not... Not super. I didn't realise you were ever in practice. Um, no, I painted some nice stuff there for a while. And then then I got out of it again. Then I was trying to get back into it. And it's kind of like starting from scratch again. That's brilliant. Fair play to you. I never knew. Yeah, there you Man go. of many no talent. No offence, but what you don't know could fill a warehouse. Yeah. I was see I I see, I was expecting you to say a book and then I was going to come back with yes and it would be called things that Adam doesn't know but you can't name a warehouse. You really yep. caught me off guard there. Yep. So, what is your plans for Christmas Day? My plan for Christmas Day, uh, like we like we said the last time, is is going to uh, ev- involve drinking some wine and eating lots and lots of food and sweets and playing with doggos and then. Uh, having a fight with the family while playing video games that is our tradition and we're sticking to it so this year i'm making uh, a banoffee pie for dessert which uh, i hope goes down well because if it doesn't i like it fuck the rest of them how about yourself i actually this week as well was making christmas cakes i don't like christmas cakes mine were really nice because i took out anything that isn't nice in a Christmas cake and put in stuff that is nice in a cake. Like banoffee or cheesecake? No, like porter. <laughs> I So what did you put in your Christmas cake? So I had flour, porter, lemon rind, orange rind, mixed spice, butter and... Uh, tears of your fruit. enemies. Mixed fruit. Yeah, see, you've lost me there. I don't like those kind of fruit cakes. Um... I like but, especially if they have currants in them. I I can't. They've got uh, cocaine well, in there them. Lot, there was lots of currants in this, but um. So if you don't like currants, that that does rule it out. But all in all, really good cake. Great job! And you want to take that home now for Christmas Day? I made them for a few people. Gave them away. Fair play, to you. Uh, I might make a few more. Let's hope you don't have the fucking covo now, or you'll be a a, a confectionery super spreader. Little do they know that they're getting closer and closer to the virus part. Um, <laughs> I've got, it's got an anthrax filling. Yeah, so that is that was one thing I did. I did this week was I made a few cakes, which was nice. I'm going starting, seeing as this is a health podcast, mm-hmm. I'm going to inform you I'm going starting a sprinting regime. Go on. There is a new running track in the park in Killaloo. Great. And I'm going to go down there and I am going to do three times a week, 10 reps of 100 meters. Very good. That's excellent. I think, yeah, we'll have to check in on your speed then each week to see how you're progressing. That's brilliant, Stephen. And I only last week you were saying, oh, Jesus, I'm not going to think about doing any more fitness stuff because it's too cold for, for the time being. I'm delighted to hear now that this week you're 
completely fucking flip reversed it like Missy Elliott and, and you're getting your ass in there. I am actually, I, I didn't mention much about this in the earlier podcast, but I'd, uh, I kind of hit wall with the blood pressure thing and now I'm on tablets and I am feeling way better. Brilliant. My energy levels and my desire to do stuff are, have increased tenfold. So it was very bad before for you? Well, I just couldn't bring myself to do anything because I was too, you know, I was, just didn't have the energy and wherewithal. And now I actually, I feel like a normal person. I feel like a real person, Adam. That must be a massive relief after, I mean, the, the, this year has been so shit for just everything in general. And as we get into, I mean, Jesus, we got the solstice yesterday. So, you know, the days are at their darkest now. It must be good to have something that makes you like physically feel positive. That's great. It does. It is insane. Uh, what? It was insane how bad I felt. And did you realize how bad you felt? Or is it only now? I did, but I didn't, you know, I kind of thought there was, I thought it was more than just this was causing it. Do you follow me? Yes. But with this restored, I actually feel super. So you thought you were mired in the crust of life, but all you were really is uh, swimming in the crust of fucking itchy, flaky veins. Yeah. Um, so I, like even a, even get waking up in the morning, I, I can kind of get up. So yeah, I can, I just, I can get up in the morning and like if I wake, I'm more likely to get up in the morning, you know? Yeah, that's brilliant. Instead of kind of feeling half dead in the bed. Good one. So, yeah. And that is my next move is I'm going to do a bit of sprint. So you're going to do your sprint. When are you starting? I will probably start either today or tomorrow. Great. The fact that the evenings go so quickly. I'll probably start tomorrow because by the time time I can do it today, the... It'll be quite dark and I'll have a kind of a break over the the Christmas whereby I can get out in the middle of the day to do stuff. Yeah. Great. Well, we'll check in next week and see how you're doing with that. That is mm. certainly uh, nice to have something health to talk about on the health podcast. Yeah. So that's a good thing I'm going doing. I'm looking forward to the Christmas break and I think that'll be that'll be just nice. It will. Speaking of Christmas, I've got a Christmas feature for us. Right. We've got the health binge, naughty and nice list. I want you to think about who would be on your naughty list for this year and who would be on your nice list. We've had a lot of homegrown heroes uh, uh, just popping up because of the hard times we've had. And we've had some true villains pop up too. So I think we should do a little Christmas. Who is on our list? Are we checking it twice? Finding out who is naughty and nice. Okay, Bradker's on the bad list. He is on mine as well. <laughs> and Jedward's on my bad list. Why are Jedward on your bad list? Just sick of him. Jedward, actually, I haven't got them on my list here, but they would make my list because they've actually been proved themselves to be pretty sound lads this year over on Twitter. They're just messaging random Irish people things of encouragement for no reason. Yeah. It's, no, it's brilliant. No, the, the reason is for their own gain. That is cynical... That is cynical PR. I, if it was anyone else in the world, I would be inclined to agree. But 
It's Jedward. It's too bizarre for them to be doing it. Do you know what? Actually, I didn't expect a tangent into this, but someone who is doing that exact thing right now is Dion Warwick uh, on no Twitter. Idea who a D- I don't know who or what a Dion Warwick is. Uh, she's a singer from the 50s and 60s and 70s. A, a, a black female singer who was very big uh, okay. in terms of, of hits, not in terms of physicality. And what's she doing? Uh, she's just taken to Twitter. And to be fair, she's really good at it. But her niece is a social media consultant and I think she's kind of setting everything up for her. So there's going to be some kind of because like Dion Warwick turned 80 a couple of weeks ago and now she's suddenly this Twitter uh, celebrity also. So I think they're planning some sort of slow comeback uh, with her um, and they're using this new Twitter persona to make her appeal to the younger generation, which I'm I'm kind of sad to say because I I I like her music and I also like just the persona she she's developed. What she sing? Uh, I'll tell you now. I mean, there's so few you'd know. And you know. sing it for me. I will not. So Dion Warwick would sing, you know, walk on by. Oh yes, yes, that's a very good song. Now sing it. In a racist way. <laughs> I will not. Uh, she did her versions of Say a Little Prayer. You. Lots of... Uh, she, was, she was really, really big in the wishing and hoping and thinking and praying. Yeah, great song. Yeah, she's uh, she's great. And uh, like, I do I do enjoy her Twitter, but I think she's going a little bit... She, she's doing what you're accusing Jedward of. I think Jedward are just having some harmless crack from some harmless boys. Who else is on your naughty list? Um, the Supreme Court. Why? For everything surrounding that golf gate, shite. Right. Yeah, that's fair enough. Actually, I I did have Leo on my list too, and he would have been just naturally on my list only for he was especially on my mind last night because he put out this tweet saying, "For the first time in twenty one years, my sister and family won't be home for Christmas." Like thousands of others, our family will be incomplete this year. I know it's really unfair, but it is for the best. Have to stay safe. We will make up for it next year and 2021 will be a great year. Kiss me fucking arse, Leo. So I retweeted him saying, so considerate as always, with a heart. And to it, I appended the picture of him topless in Phoenix Park, breaking lockdown restrictions while swamping cans with his friends. Just Mm. as a little reminder of stop being a fucking... Bell end with your fucking uh, what you call it? Virtue signaling, populist bullshit. Bilge, yeah. Equally, um, equally on my nice list is uh, smoothie throwing Avril Lavigne. No, she also goes on my bad list. <laughs> Why? Because that's no way to deal with anything. She's a girl. It's no way to deal with anything, but sometimes you just. Got to do what on you my feel. bad list. She's on my bad list. On the bad list, getting the C. Okay, who's uh, on your nice list? Me, you, anyone else? Oh, Marcus Rashford. Okay, explain. Marcus Rashford. He's a footballer. Yeah, and he convinced the British government to make a U-turn and continue feeding children from impoverished areas uh, school meals during lockdown well that's a good reason to get on the nice list you said a high bar though Stephen I will admit not many people can just do that so me and Marcus um, you and Marcus what about the nurses 
Yeah, but I'm not going to fucking blanket it. I'm not looking for a... Do you remember the time I won that um, Nobel Prize? That's right. You you only allowed people to knock on your door. Um, do you remember that? Do you remember when I won the Nobel Peace Prize? Go on. I'm waiting for a punchline. It was the year that they decided to give it to the citizens of Europe. No way. So I'm a, I'm a Nobel laureate. Okay, yeah. I, 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 okay, then just name one nurse for us to put on the nice list. My aunt has a friend named Katie. Let's put her on the nice list. She's okay sometimes. There we are. Or, or my, my aunt Alice will put her on the nice list. Alice, Alice. Well, she's she's uh, closer to home, so let's put Alice on it. On my list, also, I guess, Tony Houlihan. He could go... Do you know what? I'm going to put him in the purgatory list because he did nice things for COVID, but he didn't do such a great job with, with the smear and, and cancer screenings for women. So let's, let's put him in the, the medium place. And let's put Ronan Glynn into the good one, just so Tony Hallahan can feel like a bit of a shit. I, no, 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 no. No, that's he, how it works. He, Ronan's in as a spice, as a spice appointment. Stephen, my, my arsehole is sewing itself shut. I do not want Ronan Glynn anywhere near the nice list. He's just like, oh, he's like the white pepper of people. I'm not getting that one. Just bland, you know, like white pepper is just... Not salt, not peppers, just meh. Mayonnaise would have been better, wouldn't it? Mayonnaise might have been better because I, I, I don't have anything against white pepper. I think white pepper is... And that's why it, you're putting it, Ronan Glynn on the nice list. Someone that I'm going to put on the nice list from my side is uh, Mick Flannery. Uh, he's released some really top music this year and done some collaborations with a lot of folk singers that I really like. But what he's also done is he was kind of... And I think some... Oh, I can't remember the name of that music journalist put him, kind of lauded him this week as well. But he was one of the first kind of artists to really take the leap online when COVID started and started doing online gigs. But as well as doing his own online gigs, he would have people who would generally be his support acts when he goes to different counties. He streamed them through his page to get give them exposure and, and constantly have something for people nearly every day. Like he, he would, I think, take two weeks every so often and put on an online gig every day and he did a lot for for artists and for people who just wanted something to watch he also did you remember when he was he picked some of the pubs that he usually liked gigging in and he streamed from dolan's into those pubs and people went into the pubs to to see him and and he by doing that, he gave back to those businesses to kind of help them out as well. I think Mick Flannery has been a top dude this year. Okay, and without any explanation, because we're running short in time, Willie Nelson into the good category, Daniel Eck into the shit category. <laughs> okay, oh. well, I won't uh, I won't ask for any explanation since we're running short on time. That's That will do. Adam, have a great Christmas. Stephen, Merry New Year, you filthy animal. Good luck, chap. Bye-bye.